0: Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today, myself, Hudson, and Noah are talking about Catholic history, and we'll be starting at 1803. In
1: 1803, Napoleon sells the Louisiana Territory to the U.S., giving America double its land and strengthening the resources and power they have. In return, the U.S. gave France $15 million. France used this money for the war they were fighting against Great Britain. How do you think this purchase of the land impacted the United States and the rest of the world?
0: I would say there is quite a big impact from the Louisiana Purchase. As you said, it gave America important land that helped them grow. The port of the Mississippi River in New Orleans allowed for much easier travel and trade. There were a lot of people who moved to America, including Catholics, after this purchase.
1: Yeah, those are pretty good points. In fact, twelve years later, about 150,000 Catholics have come to America, and by 1850, they become the largest religious group in the U.S., with about two million Catholics. Just before this, in 1846, Pope Pius IX is elected, and he leads the first and second plenary councils in Baltimore, along with the first Vatican Council and his papacy. During this Vatican Council, Italian troops take over the Papal States and Rome, causing it to shut down in 1870.
0: This was pretty unfortunate for Pope Pius IX, wasn't it? He even called himself the prisoner of the Vatican. Only a year after this, there was a German statesman named Otto von Bismarck. He overthrows the control that the Austrian emperor had on the divided German states and reunites them to form a new German empire. Leading this empire, he will start to control churches and schools really restricting what they could do. He even started to persecute Catholics. Why do you think Bismarck was doing all of this?
1: Well, after Vatican I, the Pope declared that the guides and statements about faith and morals declared by the Magisterium had no errors. Bismarck did not like this and thought this would cause Catholics to ignore his government. It must have been scary and difficult for Catholics during those times. Anyways, what happened after this?
0: After the death of Pius IX, Leo XIII takes his place as Pope. Over his career as Pope, he writes a total of 85 encyclicals. He also leads the Third Plenary Council in 1884 that puts together the Baltimore Catechism.
1: Next, Pope Leo XIII will die in 1903, and Pope Pius X is elected Pope after him. Soon, the largest war in history at the time will begin. World War I will be fought from 1914 to 1918. This war was fought mostly across Europe and in parts of Asia, but affected lots of other countries. The Central Powers were against the Allied Powers, and in the end, the Allied Powers won the war. As a result, many empires had fallen, and of course, tens of million people have sadly died.
0: This war really did change the world, Noah. Pope Pius XI will be elected in 1922, and seven years later, The church gains freedom through the Lateran Treaty of 1929. They become an independent state from Italy.
1: This is a big moment in history for the church. This means they can run as a country separate from Italy. During this year, there was also a crash in the American stock market. It set a huge effect on people across the world. Many companies lost large amounts of money, and people were left without jobs. How do you think you would feel if you were living during this time?
0: It must have really been brutal. Families would have to work hard to get through these days. Most ended up not having houses or much money at all. This was not the only effect of this crash though. Adolf Hitler and his Nazi party will gain complete control of Germany, spreading the Nazis' beliefs. People were desperate for a leader to revive Germany and its struggling economy. Hitler was a powerful and convincing speaker, so he attracted many leading to his election as chancellor.
1: Hitler led Germany into the beginning of World War II in 1939. It was fought between the Axis and Allied powers all across Europe. It finally ended after six years when the US dropped two nuclear bombs on Japan. This war was, and still is, the worst war of all time, producing between 70 to 85 million total deaths. The entire world was affected, especially Europe, which was mostly destroyed in ruins.
0: It really was a terrible war. The church actually was affected because of this war, too. The two popes before and during the war condemned the Nazis and their teachings. The church sent bishops and priests to visit American military and servicemen. Lastly, the Vatican City was actually bombed during World War II, causing great damage.
1: The decade following World War II was a long rebuilding of the destroyed Europe. Eventually, the election of John twenty-third as Pope came in 1958. He will go on to lead the beginning of the Second Vatican Council in 1962. While in session, Pope John the twenty-third dies, so a new election is soon held. Pope Paul VI is chosen, and he takes leadership of the council. Why was this council so important to church life today?
0: This Vatican Council produced 16 total documents, along with really important changes in church life. During Mass, many prayers would be spoken in the language of the people. Before this, the Mass was always said in Latin, the official language of the Catholic Church. How do you think people felt when such a major change occurred?
1: This was a big change. It must have felt odd and very different, since they had been practicing Mass like that since pretty much forever. But whenever they began to get used to it, people likely felt more connected. And understanding of the Mass. There was an, actually another major change in how Mass was celebrated, because of Vatican II. When the priest was consecrating the Eucharist, they would actually have their backs facing the assembly. Now, priests would face the people. What do you think of this change, and what effect did it have on Catholics?
0: In my opinion, this was for symbolic purposes. When the priests were turned away from the assembly, it seemed as if the consecration was only between God and the priest. Now that he was facing the assembly, it was felt as if the consecration of the body of Christ was not only for the priest, but for the church as a whole. It showed that God was to be openly shown to all of his children.
1: After this Vatican Council, the church and its priests, bishops, and other important members really start speaking up about issues in the world. They also guided people in these matters and helped Catholics in their faith life.
0: Yeah, one of the first examples of this was when bishops began Respect Life Sunday in 1972. Respect Life Sunday focuses on the rights of the disabled and elderly. It also focuses on the topics of abortion and the death penalty.
1: Later, in 1978, Pope Paul VI dies, so Pope John Paul I is elected. Only 33 days after his election, he dies. So, Pope John Paul II is elected as Pope this year, 1978, is known as the Year of Three Popes. John Paul II is the first non-Italian Pope, and he is really a great Pope, and was canonized as a saint in 2014.
0: John Paul II was a great Pope indeed. During his time as Pope, Pope John Paul helps end communism across Europe. He also appoints cardinals to write a new catechism of the Catholic Church in 1986. This catechism explains and gives information on many important topics. A big year coming up was the year 2000. Pope John Paul II celebrated his great, or this great jubilee year of 2000. He asked for forgiveness of all the sins of the brothers and sisters of the church, past and present.
1: While the Pope is doing this, bishops are writing many letters and encyclicals. They inform people about topics such as war, human life and dignity, social justice, and our mission as Catholics. What would you say is the mission of Catholics?
0: Our mission as Catholics is to evangelize and spread God's word. We should also trust in God and believe in God and His plan for us, especially when times get rough. We are to also lay down our sins to the Lord so that He can forgive us.
1: Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Next in this story will be the death of Pope John Paul II in 2005, Millions gathered in St. Peter's Square for his funeral. The following pope is Benedict XVI. After eight years as pope, he surprisingly resigns from his job. He's actually the first pope to ever do this. Pope Francis will take his place and still holds this office to this day.
0: That just about wraps up things on church history. But as the present goes by, it will become history too.